Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. It's your host, Natasha Legero. What are you doing, NPR voice now? Here with Mosa Cather. Oh, that was, you, you added the list at the end. I got to tell you, Natasha is one of the most obnoxious people to listen to, literally. And by the way, no, I, we hold don't on like a the second. Same podcast. No, no, no. But by the way, let me say, as a, fe- you're, as a feminist, uh, you're problematic because anytime I listen to any podcast with a female host, you start ripping, ripping them. No, like, I don't like the ki- the kinds of podcasts well, I, you we, listen to. I don't like the male voices. I don't like the female voices. I don't like human interest stories. But what I don't want to hear about like one person who who like, you know, played the lotto and then they were able to win it and against all odds they were able to yeah. like open it. What does a, that have to do with making fun of women's voices? <laughs> That's what I would like to know. Cuz you don't often say this content is for me. You say, "Who is this lisped Lady, and how did she get a job in radio? I don't like that guy that everybody likes. Oh, that don't you always s- listen to? Don't say. Uh, let's move on. I'm going to. I want to say. To, it. I'm trying. No, no, no. I'm is it tra- worse than making fun of Taylor Swift? Listen, it doesn't matter because Taylor Swift isn't going to ever. What's his name? He seems no, like he fucks all it, the time, do- but he's like really Natasha. Like, what? Taylor Swift is never going to have me on her podcast to potentially uh, promote my book. Who's that guy? I'm, it doesn't he matter. Has a lisp. It do- it doesn't matter. Who am I talking about? I, I don't want to do it. Why? Because it could affect whether or not I can be on his podcast in some at some point. Okay, well, BJ, Duh. but you like him, but I don't. So he'll definitely have you on. No. He talks like this and he's always no. like, oh, yeah, we have, we have a great. No, you know. I, what, are you, what are you, a character from <laughs> The Simpsons? Anyway, the point of it all is, um, the point of all of this is, what was the point Curly of all of this? Curly gray hair. Is? Stop <laughs> saying it. 
Don't do it. It's just so obvious. You're no fun. I'm a lot of fun. I just need to promote my book. He's not going to have you on. I bet he only lets hot chicks on. Uh-huh. Anyway, all that said. Ira Glass. Oh, my God. <laughs> why, I mean, it's why. <laughs> Ira, I just want you to know, I. this is not, I, I don't support Ira, this. Ira, we love you. He won't have me on if you're, if my wife is talking shit about him. Why? What do you mean? It's why? Not, it's not. Would you have someone on? Would you if, have? I don't care what someone's like. W- you wouldn't. You would have. You're someone, not your own person. You would have someone on if you if you oh if you cracked open an uh, episode of Tiger Belly, and uh, and Kalila was like, I heard Moshe is a little dick, piece of shit, greedy Jew bitch. They have better. And then Bobby called numbers and said, than us, so yeah, I would go do it, <laughs> and you would tell me to as well. <laughs> anyway. Natasha. Yes. Did you have something you wanted to bring up this week other than trashing one of the icons <laughs> of media? Hey, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there's people out there who he rubs the wrong way too. Who? Bobby? No, the other guy. What do you mean? You are one of those people. I know. I think that there's probably a group of us. I'm trying to like stand up and like. Well, I, I don't know why you would do that. But uh, that's, okay. hey, that's your call. Moshe's getting ready for Burning Man. Hell yeah, really I am. excited to Can't get him out to of get the out house of for about seven days. Yeah, I'm stoked too. I gotta, you can listen to uh, whatever the thing is that that guy hosts, all those nine podcasts ca- that you love so much. It's called This American Life. It's the this best Amer- podcast. <laughs> it literally is the best podcast. It's not as good as the Endless Honeymoon podcast. Oh, other than the Endless Honeymoon podcast, it's the best podcast. It goes, Maybe to you. It goes, no. In it's subjectively, it goes endless honeymoon podcast, this American life. After that comes the daily, and then right after that is um, um, daddy please or what is that one called, Laura? Oh, call her daddy. Then after that comes uh, no jumper. Then after that comes um, BBC World Services. Then after that uh, comes uh, thickness or length. It's a uh, podcast about penis size. And Listen, wait, yeah. let me just say to Ira, it's just a personal preference. I don't like pithy human interest stories that touch your heart and make you feel, you know, all good inside. Yeah, I'm sure you're not going to get asked to do the podcast. And I, <laughs> it seems likely I won't either at this point. Even I though, like like um, intellectual sparring and things mm-hmm. that are like, you know, if I'm going to listen to a podcast anyway. Uh, Ready to go to Burning Man, trying to get some <laughs> DJ gigs while I'm out there, actually. If anybody knows oh anything, uh, you know, one guy contacted us to try to have me speak at his at his camp, but I finally contacted him and he said they're out of spots now. But he said I could interview Grover Norquist uh, in moderation. Wow, I'm like, made it. Yeah, well, I, it's going to be a pass. How can you make fun of Grover Norbit on this podcast? Because he's an evil, weird, libertarian psycho. I don't know who it is. Yeah, well, that's who he is. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, um, I am sorry that you're leaving. I'm, no, you're I hate not. to see you go. But you can't wait to see me walk away. Our daughter just started love kindergarten. It's been a very emotional week for us all. Oh, yeah. It's been primarily emotionally emotional because our daughter, Adolf, there's another Adolf in the class. No, I, you know, I don't, even, Adolf. I don't even mention her name because I am so not even for her protection because I because I just don't want anyone to copy me. Right. And you're an icon, too. I've painstakingly kept her name from the public in a paranoid 
uh, I, I just, I was like, oh, you know, someone else could hear it and then mm-hmm. it could become a big baby name. Mm-hmm. There's another one in her class. There's another little Adolf. I'm so annoyed. It's pretty annoying. But you know what? You know what's what's interesting it about sucks. it? It sucks. Guess who doesn't care? Who? Our Adolf. She doesn't care. She's not plussed by it at all. They walk down the hallway, apparently, and Adolf says, hi, Adolf, and other Adolf says, hi, Adolf. They think it's cute. And in fact, I asked our daughter, Adolf, who her favorite kid in the class was. She said Adolf. Mm. So what are you going to do? They don't give a shit. It's just you and your internet vanity. It's true. Although I got to say it bothered me too. But what? who cares? I don't know. I just really liked having a name that was unique that no one else had well nick thune friend of the pod told us that he was in class in kinder kindergarten as i pronounce it kindergarten and with the teacher there was a there was two nicholases and the teacher just arbitrarily decided nick thune you're nick nicholas whoever you're nicholas and then uh, the mom got involved and said why would you change my child's name and our friend nick said it was too late and to this day he's nick and the other guy is still nicholas hmm. and that's that so you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll find out that little Adolf is a Dolphy soon. I don't know. We have a friend who has a three-year-old who decided that they didn't want their name and they changed their name. They said, I want to be called this character from Toy Story and they just let her do it. And now she's that character. Now she's called um, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> if you can believe it. All right. Well, anything else going on, Mosh, that you wanted to discuss? Well, I'm, I'm ramping up. Anybody got any hot DJ gigs for me out on the playa? I'm open and ready. Open and ready for that. I did that wedding. I recorded it. I got a recording for I got a hot recording for that ass. So Moshe did so well. Oh on yeah. His, on his oh, DJ oh, oh, yeah. set. Why don't you tell the people how people reacted to my to my set at the wedding? Unfortunately, it was like the d- the dance floor which was the forest floor, so I understand it was not that popping, but then after Moshe got on after two other DJs. Yeah. It was crazy. What was crazy? Tell everybody. Everybody was dancing. I turned the party out? You you did. And then so much so, I saw someone come up to you and they were like, hey, would you have any interest in DJing at blah, blah, blah at Burning Man? And yeah. you were like, what? And so now you've been practicing the, up in the room I will say ever that, since. I will say that that offer has been uh, 50% rescinded. Uh, I got a text. Oh, they're short on on sets, but uh, on slots, but there might be one. So that doesn't sound too promising. The point of this, although, is that Natasha, uh, though she came to scoff, remained to dance. I turned the party up. People you liked did. it. It was impressive. You, you were impressed. I was impressed. Did you get turned on? Um, I don't know if that exactly happened. I mean, something else has happened that I'm actually really upset about. Wait, what were we just it talking about positive with, things? Well, it has to do with your DJing. My algorithm has shifted. It has nothing to do with it me. It does because my whole Spotify algorithm now is dance music is, and like Afro-Cuban techno. This is the most hilarious. It's true. This is the most hilarious misinterpretation of your own bad decisions that you've been doing this last week. Natasha's algorithm on her Spotify all of a sudden is all, it's not Afro-Cuban. You wish it was Afro-Cuban dance hits. What it is, is it's dance music. And you think it's because I've been in the other room DJing and it's somehow like Siri heard it, ported it to Alexa, who ported it to Spotify, who then decided to poison your algorithm. In fact, what it is, is that you have been playing the Barbie theme song to our daughter like 90 times in heavy rotation. And that is why you're getting techno hits in your Spotify. Okay, well, that c- I did play that song. That's the only song she wants to hear. How would your algorithm know what I've been DJing? I don't know. It, yeah, this is pure but paranoia. I learned something else about myself. Yes. 
I don't want to hear beat drops in the afternoon. <laughs> like I'm hanging out. Like, why is there a beat dropping? There's a contractor here. Like it's not party time. I'm practicing. I like it on. You don't like it ever. I like it on no, the you, dance floor you for a wedding. No, that you was don't. fun. No, you don't. You weren't even dancing. But when I'm reheating my coffee, like, no. You weren't even dancing. It's I called was practice. Dancing. You think I want to hear fucking Tchaikovsky or, or Nelly I'm Furtado to, or whatever? Nelly Furtado. Whatever. I do try to like drown it out with classical or music. Or whatever it is you're doing when you do your piano lessons. You do your thing. I do mine. You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, listen, this might be our last podcast. You're married to a musician and you don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, listen, I think we should take a call. We got people waiting. All right. Let's do it. Nelly Furtado. Where'd you get that? Don't you do like pop hits sometimes? No. Yeah, you do. Oh, you mean when piano? Like I played yeah. Adele before. Adele. Yeah. Things like that. Adele, Nelly Furtado, Adele Furtado. Ooh, we should open a deli called a deli frittata. <laughs> I mean, Adele's straight up good. I th- I, I don't think you Nelly think Nelly frittata is bad. Uh, if, if I'm remembering right, yes. But you know, don't listen to me. You know my taste. Yeah, it's Barbie song. <laughs> but I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Literally, but- our kid gets in the car and she's like, Barbie song. Actually, what's funny Barbie about, song. What the, what's funny about that song is it's so clearly made for kids and it's about Barbie, but the whole song is about like Ken fingering Barbie. He's just like, <laughs> I'll come over and finger. I feel you up. You feel me up. I let's put no, body he, into body. <laughs> it's just like it's so pornographic. Our kids like what's hanky panky? Hanky panky. I want to start doing uh, using making whoopee again. Can we bring that back? I don't like it. You know, I know you don't like making whoopee, but I'm saying the term. I don't, I don't think people would like it. Making whoopee? Yeah, it's a bit dated. Yeah, it might be dated. It's a little dated. It's a dated. It's dated. All right, guys, we got a call. We're going to talk to Abby here in Los Angeles, California. Sunny LA, home of Hurricane Hillary. <laughs> we survived the hurricane. I'm not hurricane. trying to laugh at the hurricane, but they did close schools down in LA, and it was like, they closed them down at like 5 p.m. the night before. You, and then it rained for like four hours. And then... Bring her in. Literally, the whole storm warning was canceled by 10 p.m. Abby. And I had to, you know, cancel all my plans. Abby, how did you fare in our in the hurricane? Oh, you're muted. Oh, that's what happened. You lost audio. It's hurricane Hillary came and took... Can took, you hear me? Yeah, there we go. It was quite, quite a hurricane we dealt with, huh? Quite. Yeah, it was... Uh... A massive storm. It was crazy. Hurricane Hillary. <laughs> it rained. It that, rained and it rained. then it was sunny. It wasn't even that it... it no wasn't, wind. It was, there was no wind. <laughs> it wasn't even kind of windy. It was not windy. It was still. St- all was still in the town of Los Angeles. Abby, how can we help? Uh, I just wanted to get some advice on something. <laughs> Hell yeah. Kick it. Kick it. Okay, so um, it's not really a relationship thing, but it relates to my relationship. I'm a, I dating someone who's significantly older than me. I'm um, in my 30s, so it's not that weird. How, <laughs> how old is he? I know that when people see us in public, I can tell people are staring, and it might just be because I'm paranoid, but I was just kind of wondering if you had any advice on like how I can get over that because the relationship is really good how old the is he <laughs> um 63 oh dang that's real that's real right there and you're 30 i'm 31 have you dated an old guy before 
Yes. I like it. Natasha's writing this down like she's got a checklist of things. She's like, <laughs> well, I mean, I this is a third over a thir- 30 plus year difference. I've it's never, pretty, this it's pretty is real. Even out of my realm, I think the <laughs> most I ever did was 20. This is interesting. Now, where did you guys, years. where did you guys meet? Like at a Jimmy Buffett concert? Is he like in the silent yeah, generation? He's not, even a, he's not even a, um, he's not even a boomer. He is a boomer. 63 is yeah. boomer. Okay. He's a classic boomer. Um, and where did you meet? Oh, uh, you know, just around. You don't want to say? Wanna be specific. Okay, I have Can a Can you be general, though? Can you be general enough to not call yourself... I, what What genre of place did you meet? A dialysis, a dialysis clinic? Okay, a, a concert. concert. A concert, okay. So can, like you a say, cla- can you say who you saw? No, she doesn't want to say that. Uh, okay. are, are we in the classic rock realm? Are we, are we talking Tchaikovsky? Yeah. Classic yeah. rock. Okay, because that could happen. We went to Neil Young, and there were some duffers there that we could have bumped into. You know, if we were both single... Do you guys have a good sexual relationship? Yeah, it's great. I mean, everything's great. Like, my friends all like him. I mean, my parents have met him. We've been together for four years. Mm-hmm. How old's so... your dad? <laughs> That's a great question. Natasha, what a wonderful... What, he's what a... younger. He's younger than that. Oh, he's younger than that. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. How, what's your dad think of him? Uh, my parents both like him a lot. They don't care. Mm-mm. Interesting. Okay, okay. I think we're, we're rounding the bend on what to do here. Now, is he... Let me ask you a really... Um, uh, probably rude question. Even though everything up until this point has been incredibly polite, uh, <laughs> is he hot sixty three or is he like look sixty three hardcore? I think he looks younger than sixty three. Like I'm really attracted to him. Um, I didn't start dating older guys till I was older. Like I wasn't dating older guys mm-hmm. when I was like in my early twenties because I thought that was weird. I know age gap stuff like discourse is like really you know. Oh, oh, power <laughs> dynamic. issue with people. You're talking power yeah. dynamic and stuff like that? I mean, yeah, the, the, we're really good about like both of us, like acknowledging potential imbalances in power and that sort of thing. That's really important to me. So like that, it, everything's like really healthy and good. Truth just, is you've got a pretty hardcore imbalance in power as well, which is in the power yeah. in the power of your vascular system. Uh, <laughs> yours, your heart's going to be pumping real hard, even as his uh, winds down. Does he have children? Yeah. Any older than you? No. Okay, that's good. That's positive. That's positive. Now, um, has he been married? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, here's the thing. You called asking, what do I do about what people say? That's and true. the truth is, if he's 63 and you're 30 and you look really young, people are going to think not only he's your dad, but that he's your grandpa. <laughs> and it, it's just part of it, you know? Yeah. Like, I remember when I was... When I was 23, I looked like I was fucking 13. Mm, and I wish my, I'd met you then. I had a boyfriend <laughs> who was 43. And whenever we'd go out in public, I would hear people saying, they'd be like, man. And they'd be like, that's his daughter. Or that, you know, like if we kissed and like people, I remember like walking down the streets in New York and people like whispering. And then I would start to hear things that weren't even, I would become paranoid and think everybody was making fun of me. And, you know, I, I thought he was cool. He wasn't 63, but um, he was 43. But you weren't 31. That's true. It, it, so there's that too. So, I mean, I think that I just sort of r- r- rided it out, you know, because it didn't last. But I mean... Uh, to think of you saying "rided" instead of "rode" at thirteen years old—I mean, it's the most adorable thing rided, I can imagine. Rided, I, I rode it out. There you go. I rode <laughs> it out, um, but I guess—I mean, you—I had father issues. It seems like you just are—you just think old guys gra- are hot. You have grandfather issues. 
no, no. Yeah. I think no. Natasha is making a really, a really good and 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 salient point, which is you are in a and like no it or one's going to change it. Like it or not, whether it's fair or not, you have decided to be in a a, a not what we would call a non traditional relationship, specifically to the age. That's something that you you are attracted to this guy. You guys fell in love. We'll take your word for it that the love is sincere. I believe you. So now you so so it's almost like you decided to marry someone who's like covered in tattoos and piercings and you're going and and I feel like people stare. Well, they do stare. They are staring. They will stare. That's sort of like that is part of the challenge of this relationship. You can't and, make yourself seem older. It's still going to look like he's your fucking I your could grandpa. try. Yeah, you could. You could you could go gray, but I think the point is I think <laughs> I mean, the, look the, at her. She's got like a my little pony blanket. That's but, not helping no. anything. That's not helping anything. <laughs> I think, no, but I think that, I think Natasha's making a really smart point, which is like, uh, the way for you to make peace with it is to accept that this is not, that you will never get to the situation where society at large, as you walk down the street with this, with this, um, older man, uh, will be like, now there's a regular couple. They will look, they, you know, and you just, they, they just will. And you have to kind of go like, I am not obvious. I mean, the, the, the advice is very obvious. You're not living or loving for other people. You're living and loving for yourself. And you just have to go, they will stare. I'm not being paranoid. People do think this is weird. But the the decision maker in this, me and this man, we think that it's worth it because our love is so strong uh, that we're going to just deal with the fact that people will judge us. People will judge you. They will judge you for the rest of this relationship, which will be, I would say, four to four to six more years uh and that you know that's just the way that it is okay i have a question does it bother him oh good question not other people like strangers no but like friends and relatives daughters um um, i mean it's like it's it's complicated um but it's not embarrassed it's just like uh you know, I think it's both like how it looks to people because we know it's not, but I also don't want to like romanticize a potentially harmful relationship in a different circumstance or different situation. So I also feel kind of bad about that because I'm also not trying to like shock anybody or like be shocking or subversive or whatever. What I mean, you, this um, is this sounds like this is all about you kind of taking control of your own, you know, image and how people perceive you and also practicing about being independent of the good opinion of others because your relationship doesn't have anything to do with them. Right. So yeah. it's sort of like a spiritual thing that you're going to have to work on. But I do have a couple more questions. Um, do you want to marry him? I don't know about that. I, I not really ever wanted to get married okay. uh, to anybody. So mm-hmm. and the last thing I wanted to say is just a comment that my friend who dated old guys also told me. She said, um, just so you have this in your head, she said, an old man t- uh, an old man's touch is different than a young man's touch. Was it good or bad? It's, di- it's different. It's different. It's just different? What it's does the different. different mean? They got that old saggy skin. It's like it's a different... Well, she clearly doesn't care. She likes him. She's attracted she to him. She likes him for now because he probably has money and takes no, her to better stuff. No, stop it. No. That's one of the... Per- no one's dating uh, an old poor guy. Okay. <laughs> They're just not. And by the way, let me add, every single 65-year-old would be dating a 30 under 30-year-old if they had money. But unfortunately, they're usually on like social security and they just don't have that kind of like that option. extra money. Oh, that's a pretty unromantic vision of uh intergenerational it's actually relationships. A fact. 
If that's okay, let me ask her. Is is he she is he struggling answer. for money? I mean, money is um, can be romantic. Uh huh. Thank you. Okay, fair enough. Okay, I uh, you know, they used to say in AA. I'm. Just, I, it's one of the positives. They used to, but you know, other positives are. I'm sure he's very. I'm sure he's really intelligent. I'm sure he's got a lot of information. What did you Wisdom. say? Wisdom. Natasha used to say that older guys like to date younger women because they can like blow their minds with their references because they have so <laughs> many to be like. Have you heard of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young? And you're like, oh, I've never heard music like this. No, but old guys love to pontificate. That's the one problem. You like get them talking, and then it's just like I would literally fall asleep when my old boyfriend was talking to me, like because his stories were so long. Mm-hmm. Because he had, yeah, he had a, lo- a, a long list of references from which to pull. So, okay, in AA, they used to say, uh, what you think about me is none of my business. And I think that that is like your mantra now. Like you are a grown, you're not, so I think the lucky thing is you're not 21, right? Yeah, and you're 30, you're even grown- though you have a unicorn blanket. <laughs> you're a grown woman and you can make decisions to love who you want to love without there being any like question of like, Maybe this is not fair even when it's a young woman, but it is it is a question that is raised in an intergenerational relationship when it's a very young woman usually. But even if it's a very young man, is this person capable of, is this person being manipulated or coerced? At your age, you go, you know what? This woman has grown up and has a fully developed brain and can make this decision to love who she wants to love. So now you got to kind of like make peace with the fact that you're in a non-traditional relationship and what other people think of you is not really your business because you're happy. He's bringing you happiness. Do you want to have kids with this guy, you think? No, I don't ever want to have kids. So that simplifies things too, you yeah. know? A, yeah, a lot definitely. of a lot of the big like hairy questions, not to bring up body hair because I know that's probably an issue with him too, but a lot of the big hairy questions of in, s- dramatic intergenerational relationships, you're not really having to deal with. You don't want to get married, you don't have kids, and now you just love this guy and you're attracted to him. It's kind of like what you need to work on is not how to make this thing seem more normal, but how to make you Ah, I got a. Oh, I've had an epiphany. Mm. You haven't fully normalized it for yourself, which is why you still have some judgment about it for yourself. Which is why you feel embarrassed. If you fully were at peace with the fact that you love this guy for who he is, for the age that he is, for the way that he looks, and the way that he looks standing next to you, then it wouldn't bother you in the same way. I think that's what you have to come to pe- to terms with and peace with. Is I am in an uh, a intergenerational relationship. It's unusual. I never saw myself here. I need to make peace with it so that I can stop worrying about what other people think of it. That is what I think. And you're not a minor. Right. You're like a full-blown adult. But he was a minor at the turn of the century <laughs> in the coal mines of old <laughs> Mississippi. I don't think they had coal mines. Um, it is kind of fucked up because, you know, if Moshe ever dies, I'm not going to be able to get a 65-year-old because they're all dating 30-year-olds. Well, I'm over here. I'm in your boat. I'm trying to... I would rather be with a 65-year-old than be with a 25-year-old, right. to be honest. Interesting. Same here. Just kidding. Uh, Abby, <laughs> I'm in your boat. I'm in your boat, Abby, which is that I'm dating currently a much, much older partner. <laughs> And I decided to marry her and we had a kid together. So I don't, I haven't been able to sidestep some of those issues. Listen, I still look young. I know it. And if I was with a 63 year old, people would think he was my grandpa too, Moshe. There you go, girl. Um, Abby. Yeah. I think that's your, the, the secret is to, I, that's what I, what do you think of that? Like to come it's to terms. It's just strengthening your own. This is all yes. about you strengthening your constitution, yep. you know, n- not being embarrassed and also holding your own when you meet his friends, when you meet mm-hmm. his family, when you take him over to your 
family, you know, like don't turn into that insecure. Oh my God, what are we doing with your body language? You know, and like, act, like kind of how you are right now, you know, like, <laughs> like try to own it because it's what you're choosing. Yeah, I think that's right. And you know, you could be a real housewife. Yeah, you could be a real housewife. If you believed in the concept, the outdated concept of marriage, Abby, you could be a real housewife. Right. But yeah, just oh, wow. and, and just know that it's I, I remember from it from um, personal experience, I sometimes would think people were staring at me when they weren't, you know, so I think it was just like so in my head. Right. So just know that that's probably 30 percent of it. Too. That's true. I remember I once uh, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but I surf and I'm not great at it. Um, and I have, it's been a long time. It's taken me a long time to even become sort of decent at it. And as a result of that, and I have a big ego and I care what people think about me. As a result of that, I have been in my surfing life very self-conscious. And I remember this moment where I uh, took Natasha to the beach in Huntington Beach. And it would, the, I got there and the waves were, this early on when I first started surfing, the waves were too big for me. I was scared. And so I just kept the surfboard in the car and decided to go to the beach just with, with Natasha. And I kept seeing surfers walk by the car. And and I was like, oh, they're looking in the car, seeing the surfboard in the car, and and then realizing I didn't go surfing and thinking like, I'm a coward, I'm a geek, I suck at surfing. And then I was like, there's no universe in which these like teenage surfers from Huntington Beach give a single fuck about what some like guy is doing on the beach. Like, it was, it, it, I think keeping that in mind that people, not only is it not your business what other people are thinking of you, but also that people are not thinking of you anywhere near as much as you are thinking of you and making peace with, with who you've decided to love. I think that is the secret. And get that guy to pay for as much as possible. Amen. Get him to buy you a right. surfboard. Get, get him to get you get you a new blanket. Get him to buy no, me. That is, that's how I think. But I also like see a lot of TikToks and stuff of people recording people without them knowing and like making fun of them. And I always think of that. You think he's going to be recording? No, not him. Just like people like strangers, like being like, oh, look at this person. Like, and I don't know, you know, people that freaks me out. Like, I'm not that that would happen to me, but I've seen it happen to like normal things and people making fun of them you worried you might end up on a tiktok where somebody's going no, look how old this guy example, is like twitter or i don't know i'm online too much i see too many people get humiliated by but i also strangers. i also see tiktoks of like intergenerational relationships where they're doing that weird dance where they go dune dun 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 or whatever that is you know you know what i'm talking about it's like yeah. he's old i'm old and they're like you know that song laura you're you're in the zeitgeist anyway the point is uh, Old guy's breath smells a little worse too. I you don't know. I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> How's his breath smell? Pretty good. It's pretty good. There you go. She's got a Does sweet. Does he breath. have real teeth? Yes. She's got, she's got a sweet breathed older fella. I mean, I was thinking. Does we he should... powder his balls and like? Is he like really into like Groomed. grooming? She doesn't himself? want to answer okay. that question. That's like that's like her admitting that they met at a Bonnie Raitt concert. Listen. <laughs> I've been thinking about during this call, we should probably go, but I've been thinking about during this call, like, okay, once you get past the power dynamic and the weird sort of power stuff, because you're past that, then you go like, what is love for, right? Like love has like all these different things that it can provide you. Partnership, it can provide you. Stability, it can provide you. Family, and like, you know, a big part of it is like that you just have somebody in your corner that you feel comfortable with, that you love, that you love spending time with. And that stuff is for you. It's not, it's all that other stuff you're talking about, like, what do 
on a TikTok? What if people judge us? It's just like, you just got to like decide like this companionship is worth whatever other people may or may not think of me. And I really do. The more I think about it, I think this is about your own insecurity about how weird this relationship is. It's not, it's not not weird, but it's not that weird. And look at what is out there competing against, you know, it's like old guys aren't on their phone. Right. They own They don't know how to operate their phone. (laughs) They, they got money. They have sophistication. They're not like, they weren't like ruined by mm. society. Like, you know, the generation, your generation. They were though. They were ruined by like the weird parts of their society. They're, you think boomers are his, historically known for being like really cool with society? No, but I think their brains probably work better. They ruined not society. Did he vote for Reagan? No. Oh, no. No. There you go. He seems like a good There's guy. cool old dudes. Okay. Well, listen, good luck. Yeah, Just good try luck. try to shake it off a little bit. Shake, it's much like your uh, partner's favorite musician sa- says, shake it off. You just got to shake it off. Does he like Taylor Swift? Okay. Um, I don't know. Do you like Taylor Swift? Um, I think she's fine. Yeah, that's what we're talking Me about. Me too. Got an, old soul, that- got an old soul on the line here. There we go. All right. <laughs> You know what? It's much like the the artist whose concert you met at said, let's give him something to talk about. (laughs) How about love? (laughs) All right. Good luck out there. Good good luck. Thank you. Bye, hon. See ya. Bye. I bet it was Dolly Parton. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you know what's funny is... Young guys seem like they might be so dumb, though. I don't think I could ever do it. It's so arbitrary. Like, if if he was 50 and she was 30, I think we wouldn't have even reacted. I think, like, there's a cutoff line where people's uh, sensibilities start to get triggered. And and it kind of, like, it, it is weird. It is weird when you see a couple like that. But honestly, it's weird because you decided something you the viewer of the couple decided like that's we it's like what the hell does it have to do with us so what here's what's crazy is what year were you like coming of age if you were if you're 63 you were coming of age like i think that in the 70s or maybe even the 60s no 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 no. impossible no the 60s what year is someone who's who's 63 what year were they born they were born in 1960. Okay, so so like, in 78, they were like at their peak of their powers. 1980. They were really kicking it through the 80s. Right. As opposed to us who, you know, we're kind of like we were kids in the 80s. She wasn't even born. Right. I mean, I don't look, know, it just feels like that would be really hard to. How old's Rick Rubin? I bet some a 31-year-old would date Rick Rubin. And of course. Just, and he's probably 60, right? Got to be 60. He's 60. So there you go. It's just dating Rick Rubin. Okay. I would date Rick Rubin. What if it was Rick Rubin? She's like, I don't want to say. I don't want to say. It was the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, do some secrets, Natasha. Let's do it. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know what one of the bad things about not drinking is? What's that? When you get like a nice drink at a restaurant, it's usually like juice based, and then you drink the whole thing in one sip and you feel like you're an eight-year-old going, Mommy, I want something sweet. I don't want something sweet, Mommy. I want something that's sipping slow. Well, you might like adaptogens, Moshe, because that is what hop water has. Hop water has become a staple in our house. It's so refreshing. So delicious. It's also great in mocktails. No alcohol. It's a non-alcoholic sparkling hop water created with those adaptogens and nootropics for added mood-boosting benefits. And best part of all, you sip it slow. 
Hopwater. It is spelled H-O-P-W-T-R. It has no calories, no carbs, no sugar. It's gluten-free. It's keto-approved. And it's Whole30 friendly, too. I don't know what Whole30 is, but I bet it's important. And also, it doesn't taste like those weird fake sugar drinks. I mean, it's delicious. I loved it. Hopwater is the healthy way to hops, and we just want you to try it. We have a special limited-time offer just for our listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase, plus free shipping when you order 24 cans or more. That's H-O-P-W-T-R dot com slash honeymoon. To get that special offer, just go to that URL. Once again, H-O-P-W-T-R dot com slash honeymoon. Don't wait. Order today. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Do you know that for over seven years, I've been paying redundant subscription fees to Pornhub and Brazzers? Wow, that sounds very pricey, Mosh. Well, thanks to Rocket Money, I was able to look up all of my subscriptions, and they saved me money by canceling them for me. They do all the hard work. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Now, I've heard comedians talking about this. I've heard friends talking about this. We did it. There was like $70 that I didn't even know like every month worth of things I was paying to different places. And guess what? I'm not paying it anymore. And she's not alone. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Stop throwing your money away, please. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash honeymoon. That's rocketmoney.com slash honeymoon. Rocketmoney.com slash honeymoon. Hey, Moshe and Natasha. I noticed most women say Natasha first. But anyhow, I work at a, my secret is, I work at a comedy club. I'm pretty sure you both perform there. And I was taking a smoke break and a woman laying in the bushes said, um, you know, propositioned me. And she happened to not be your typical uh, meth head looking lady. And so anyhow, um, I took her up on her offer, and then midway through, um, he says, her dirty talk was, fuck me, give me a baby. And the part of the secret that I would never tell anyone to my grave, it was and I hope it doesn't happen, but I finished in this woman. <laughs> and... So, someday there might be a kid tracking me down. I don't know. So, um, yeah, I would never tell anyone that I fucked a bush lady and, <laughs> and you know, e- ejects inside. So, thanks. Yeah, you yeah, you lost me at a woman laying in the bushes. Every other part of that story felt like very relatable. I get where he was coming from. I I got I got off the, the I got off track at laying in the bushes. What does that mean? Right, she's hiding in the bushes, trying to find someone to impregnate her. Asks for it. I mean, to imagine, get her off the streets. Imagine. No, he said she what didn't seem homeless, but imagine the situation was reversed. Oh. That I'm sitting there smoking a cigarette. A man jumps out of the bushes, says he wants to impregnate me. We're basically in a court courtroom by now, right? Yeah, yeah he's raping me. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no. You don't even need to reverse that. I mean. It just would never, it never would happen. Men don't do that. No, I'm joking. It would just, you would have run away screaming, blowing a whistle. Like there's no, there's no. Uh, <gasps> what if she's looking for like famous comedians to impregnate her so she can and she ended money? up And she ended up fucking the bus boy at the Funny Bone in St. Louis? I mean, 
I, you know, I, this is, uh, I get it though. I mean, there was something so hot about a penthouse forum situation occurring in reality, you know, just someone randomly propositioning you. Mm-hmm. It From is hot. From the bushes. For, I mean, it's just Would hot. Would you do it at your, at it, the single? zenith of your idiocy? Very, po- very possible. And then if she finish said, inside of her, I wouldn't have done that. You wouldn't have done no, that. No, no, no. But I but do. She get, was like, she was so hot. And she was like, come inside, come inside. It's okay. I, I can take care of it. Give me a baby. You I, wouldn't do it. I feel like my anxiety at that. You'd pull baby, out. I would pull out. I would, you my might pull out, anger her though. My pull out game was strong and I don't care if I'm going to anger her. What? Well, oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to make you angry. Here's a child. <laughs> <laughs> what are you crazy? <laughs> I don't want to, I didn't want to upset her. So I have a, <laughs> I have a dependent until for 18 years. My pull out game was tough extremely strong i never i never literally never uh finished inside of a woman never one time um i uh, upon the final thrust the condom burst open and and that was the only time so i was wearing protection but i thrust it a little bit too too much or perhaps i didn't leave enough air and yes and i remember the look on her face as she realized it and the look on my face. That's a very weird facial expression to have been having sex and then like one second after you come, it's just mutual horror. We both were like, no one was happy. And mm. she just said, uh, I think I'm going to go. And then she left. I've never seen her since. Went right to that Rite Aid. Hopefully. Get her morning after pill. Hopefully she went to Rite Aid and not Kids R Us. <laughs> and I got she a little immediately baby. went shopping <laughs> for like nappies. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, honey. That was brave. Brave uh, indeed. Brave Bush, and dumb. Bush lady without a condom. Very impressive. I, I, get, I get it. I do get it. But damn, the part where you, I mean, that just, people like to live on the edge. Yeah, maybe don't do that again. Yeah, I would say don't do it again. Because I think, I will say just from experience, having friends, that is a hard one. That's way worse than co-parenting is the, I'm a trying co-bushing. to- no, it's like I got someone pregnant. We didn't know each other, and I'm trying to get visitation rights. I'm slash still she's confused. Trying to get money. That is like the worst configuration. I'm still confused. She's in a bush. I that's the no, part. She of, was waiting for guys to like take a smoke break. But he said horny. she was in the bushes, lying down. Yeah, but you're right about visitation. That would be hard. You got to go to the bush. <laughs> you know, you got to pick up the kids from the bush. <laughs> You got to bring them back to your house. They're going to be confused. They're going to be like, what are these hard things on the side of the house here? You'd be like, those are walls, honey. And like, oh, I'm used to foliage. Is that even a thing that women fucking bush or wait for men in bushes? No, of course not. All right. I don't know what, what the kids are doing. All right. Well, let's hear what the kids are doing in this next secret. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Nush. Uh, I'm currently in a hotel room in a foreign country and I was listening to your podcast and it brought up a secret for me that I wanted to share. Uh, I was friends with this guy and I was starting to develop feelings for him, but I was with someone else and I really didn't want to develop feelings for him. And what solved it finally was I was at his house that I shared with one of my other friends. I was in his bathroom and he had a coffee pot in his bathroom. And I just thought, I can never, ever again find this guy fuckable. Which is actually very convenient for me because I shouldn't have found him fuckable to begin with. But I just want to share with you guys. Thanks. Huh. You guys. Listen, these Bye. little clues are so important. And those little things, they're gifts from the universe. And you're like, oh, right. I like... I I'm gotta physically get out of here. attracted to this person in some way, but this would be a horrible relationship. And 
always remember that smell the coffee think of him you know having it in the shower or like taking a shit drinking his coffee and it's like it'll always help you get honestly it's kind of hard to be friends with someone after that yeah you know I, I once went on a date with a girl I thought she was really cool and I went to pick her up at her house and she I went into her house to pick her up for the date and she had a pink leather bound bible open with tabs on the side like she had been re and highlights like and she had been reading it Ooh! and studying it until the moment i arrived and i was thinking to myself you know i can date a girl with a bible i can date a girl who reads the bible i can't date a girl who reads the bible so much she's got a pink one with tabs on it and a highlighter in the moments leading up to our date that's a little too religious but what if she thought because you were a religious major maybe she, she thought it was maybe she you you had told her what you majored in in college no. and she was trying to impress you no this was a relationship with christ thing Ooh. all right let's hear another secret yeah i like god jesus but not christ wait i don't get it i just can't get it get with people if they say the word christ oh christ itself is a deal breaker but jesus is you're in jesus i can understand Jesus Christ has a place. How about the Christ Jesus? No. How about he, the Christ himself? No. Okay. What about the Holy Spirit? Mm, no. Okay. Hi, Tosh. Hi, Mosh. Very big fan. First time secret lever. Um, pretty rude secret, I guess. I feel like. I don't know. I'm kind of a slut. I hook up with a lot of people that probably aren't worthy of me. And so in those situations, when somebody tries to initiate anything with my butt and like, I know there's nothing like detectable that's wrong, but like, I know I have chat fairly recently. Um, I do get a little kick out of uh, how demeaning that is and the fact they don't know it. Uh, yeah. Have a good day. Okay. The fact that they don't know it. She's saying when a guy's playing with her butt close a one night stand. Close to her having shit made caca. Yeah. She thinks it's hot because she, like touch my shit. Her. Sh touch my shit hole, you little pig. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, like I guess I get what's going on there. Um maybe that's why they're touching it though. You know, maybe that's maybe they're into that. Um you think guys are into the taste of shit in their mouth? No, more like the demeaning, you know, why do people like butts, butt things is because it's kind of taboo, right? So maybe, the, you know. Like they want to send send their person on an errand? It's just like dirty in a hot way. Send their person on an errand? Like send send your lover on an errand like, hey, go lick my asshole. I don't understand what you're saying, but I like It's very hot. <laughs> um, wow. Well, she said. <laughs> send your person on an errand, go lick my asshole. Christ Jesus, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, Natasha, do you want to defend your thought or do you want to do another caller? I mean, I'm just saying like, well, first of all, I'm confused because she said and they don't know it. They don't know that she's taking a shit. Aren't they going to know soon when they I mean, I think taste every, her asshole? I think every, well, don't you, I mean, you, you wipe, don't you? <laughs> are you, you're a wiper, right? I've always thought of you as a wiper. I yeah, mean, what wiper. do you mean? Everybody shits. I mean, what? No matter who you're with, you're at least 12 hours from their most recent shatting. I mean, right. it's not like people aren't aware that that's what that hole is. You could is. clean it, though. Yeah, you should clean it. But she's maybe saying like, oh, I barely cleaned it. And he's, this is getting dirtier than I anticipated. Lick my asshole. 
She didn't say that. That's what she's meaning, though. That's what you keep saying. All right, well. You keep saying that, and I'm loving it over here. <laughs> All right, let's do another caller, shall we? Let's ask this next caller if they like uh, semi-clean analinguis. Analinguis, analinguis, analinguis. Analinguis would be a cool uh, pen name as a book. Analinguis, the author of From the Ferns you're to the Road. N- you're not pronouncing it right, though. Analinguis? I think that is the correct. It's not analingus? Like kind It's analinguis. I think analinguis. Let's ask Jenna from Seattle. Wait. Oh, we're, we're taking a call. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. We're going to see what she says. But I, I, I'd still say it's analinguis. This might put her off. I don't know if that's an opener. Well, let's see what she looks like. Let's see what she looks like. We can tell almost immediately... Oh, she's down. She's oh, totally yeah. down. She yeah. can get into this. Hey there. Hey, hey uh, <laughs> we have a question for you, and it's a dirty question. Are you comfortable with that? Yeah, 100%. Okay. You know the part where you um, where you lick someone's butt? Mm-hmm. What's the term for that, like the technical, the Latin for that? How would analingus. you? Analinguis. Analinguis? No, there's no. Analinguis. Gl- there's, like analinguis. No w. Exactly uh, what am I? What, I what was I saying? Analinguis. <laughs> <laughs> you kept adding a W for. Do you say? Do you say? Do you want me to perform cunnilingus? <laughs> Sad. Good thing you never said that to me. Sad for who? You're the one that has to deal with it. Moshe didn't graduate from eighth grade, so he's like missing some swaths of knowledge. Analingus, you said you said righted instead of road today. (laughs) Don't fucking talk shit to me. All right, sorry about that. Sorry about that. How how are you? How can we help? Thank you for your help, by the way. Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm great. Uh, super super excited to be here. Fan of both of y'all. Um. So my question, very generally, like the big picture question, and then there's like a lot of little details that might inform your advice. Okay. But um, I am currently pregnant. Congrats. I have a very difficult relationship with my father and his wife. Okay. Um, my mother passed like 11 years ago. Um, so they are on my side, like the only grandparents to my child. Um, and I don't really expect the answer to like I don't expect them to be like super supportive so I don't really know how to tell them so the question is how and when do I tell my mostly estranged father and stepmother that they're going to be grandparents Mm. when you can you define the estrangement a little bit is it like you have any interest in repairing it or is it beyond repair I tried to repair it um they're just like not people who are super like they just don't care how their actions affect other people. Mm. Um, and it's just like their little feedback loop of like what Ben and Debbie want. And fucking um, Ben and Debbie, man. Fucking Ben and fucking Debbie. Fucking Ben and Debbie. Mm. And um Do you feel like they just kind of are codependent and they, you know, you're the enemy and they're Oh, one hundred percent. Like my brother and I have like been vilified, like there's this narrative that we are like ungrateful, but like my father's relationship to us, like definitely changed. She remarried about a year after my mother passed. Like Mm. my parents were still married when my mom died Mm. and there was like no space to grieve. So it was just like this whole, he just rushed into this new life with this new person, Mm -hmm. um, which like was just like super traumatic. Like there was no space. And then um, like the glossing over became like a point of contention 
I worked really hard to repair it. I didn't want to like lose both my parents mm -hmm. in like the loss of my mother, but it really just wasn't reparable. And then, um, so like the situation that like we've arrived at now is I talked to them like just enough to be like not considered a total ingrate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> like I call call on like big holidays or birthdays. Um, and I try to try to answer timely when when they reach out to me, which is like super infrequently. Mm -hmm. um, does she have any other grandkids? She does not have any grandkids. She has three children, two of whom are married, one of whom is getting married in May. Um, but I haven't heard any word on on grandkids on that front. All right. Do you uh, feel like you and your brother are a little resentful that he got married so quickly after your mom died? Um, it was weird. Like it was stressful because it like didn't give us space to grieve our mom because the woman he married didn't really she like it, it's a bizarre situation. Like she came into our family home and like ran an estate sale of my mother's mm, thing. Mm -hmm. All right. Like, after after my mom died. But she yeah, was like, trying to help out your dad. Right. By getting rid of my mom. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, right, right, <laughs> let, let, let me jump in. Uh, I have some thoughts. Okay. Uh, okay. I've got some thoughts here. Because I was just kind of saying like sometimes, you know, if the woman dies, he's got to do what he has to do. And maybe some of it's on you. But I, I'm just like thinking devil's advocate. But yeah. No. There's like a bunch of other pieces. And like, okay. I don't necessarily want to get bogged down in that yeah. but like okay. we can if it's like super germane like i went to counseling with my dad to try to repair it right. like mm -hmm. um, things i asked to keep in that estate sale which like they told me very last minute was happening that and sucks. like my dad had been like we're gonna keep the house and then he was like wait i can't afford to keep the house we're getting rid of the house yeah right. and it's so traumatic of you and it's like to, to not and also for her to not realize like you lost a mom and it's like it's a lot and go ahead yeah. though motion like i yeah I have okay. I've I've got some thoughts. Are they have formulated? I have some experience with this, and so does Natasha. Actually, in a weird way, um, uh, my first thought is it's so easy for us. Uh, first of all, I want to say I'm glad we started this conversation with analingus <laughs> because it seems like it really. Because now Motion knows how to pronounce his favorite. Sex it seems act. like it really connects to this uh, to the severity and the seriousness of this conversation. For but, sure. For but sure. Um, to start. It's easy for us to say, first of all, congratulations on being pregnant. That's awesome. And I'm sorry that you lost your mom. I, I experienced that too. I lost my dad super young. I was 20 when that happened. And and I will. I have a, a, bun a bunch of thoughts here. One is that this kind of thing happens all the time. This like weird um, thing with stuff and mm. like nastiness that occurs around things and stuff uh, is very super common. And, and I'm sure there's a million things that have nothing to do with the estate sale that also inform how much you resent these people. And so this is very, I just want to disclaimer this by saying this is so easy for me to say from the outside because I don't have any emotional tie to it. But my first thought was how quickly your your dad found love or a partner is is uh, it's so natural that it, it, it seemed sacrilege and disgusting and uh, dishonoring your mom. But it also was in probably in some ways his part of his, whether he did it well or not, his process of grieving. Like w somehow, uh, even if you thought he wasn't, uh, it wasn't an appropriate. Well, it's his, it's his non-process. It's skipping what, grieving. It, like, exactly. Someone who knows my father well. No, exactly. <laughs> no, but, but, even, but it's but even his that, version of it. Yeah, but even. It's, it's, called, it's, it's called not acknowledging uh, your feelings. Even that. Even it's unhealthy. That, 
Yeah, even yeah. that is his process of grieving. Even even an unhealthy process of grieving is the process. So there's there's one way in which that is true. Now, the, the thing that he is responsible for fully cuz uh, is the is the nasty and un uh unacceptable ways that he's treated you and your brother since then, right? I just acknowledge, you You know this already, you've done this in counseling, but those things are his response. Now, Deb, it's kind of like Deb, Deb's a B word. What are you going to do about Deb? <laughs> you know, she doesn't owe you anything. She doesn't give a fuck about you. She's just living her life. And then she found old, what was his name? Bud, whatever his ben. name, Ben. Yeah. And they're doing their thing. Deb, Deb's like, you know, whatever. Here's the most important question you have to ask yourself. In my opinion, again, very easy for me to say, just having dipped into your life for five seconds. Do you want, two questions, do you want your child to have a relationship with old Ben? And do you think your child would, and is a related question, do you think your child would benefit from a relationship with old Ben? Mm -hmm. So that, right, like that's been thought about. Obviously, I don't think my father is like the kind, the kind of person that, that I want around my kids, like mm -hmm. this kind of like emotional unawareness and like his self-serving is like not great. I've also seen, you know, people who have different difficult family structures and a grandchild's like really done a lot of repair work. And like, I would never want to put that on a child or set myself up to have that expectation, mm -hmm. but I don't, it's like weighing being like, okay, I want distance from these people. And I've kept my distance from these people. And then am I like antagonizing it, antagonizing them and making it worse? Because I was like, oh, like, so the other piece of this is like, we weren't planning on being pregnant. Everyone who asked, we were like, no, not for us. And then we, whoopsies. Yeah, it um, happens. Decided, <laughs> decided that linguist like, leads to something else. And there you go. It sure does yeah, sometimes. Sure. So when we were trying to decide what to do, because like this wasn't our plan, like we'd always kind of been like, if we found ourselves in this situation, we would terminate. Um, we spoke to a lot of friends who were in like similar situations as us, like working class people, like don't own a home, still renting and like kind of tried to figure out how they were making it work because a lot of it was just like the logistics of having a child for us. And like 100% of the answers was like support from their families. Mm -hmm. My dad and Debbie, like the only reason this is germane, both received a lot of support from their families. Like they are not like bootstraps pulled up people. Right. Like they came from being given things. So mm -hmm. it's not asking for something that they didn't receive. So we, I called them and I was like, my husband and I are thinking about, like, even though I was already pregnant, I was like, yeah. Yeah. my husband and I are thinking about maybe we're just toying with the idea of starting a family. Like, would y'all, because they live across the country, mm -hmm. be able to help us, like, by coming here a little bit and giving us a hand? Or, like, is there any, like, financial help? Because some people's yeah. parents are just like, you know. I get it, yeah. Do that. And my dad just, like, launched into this whole thing about how his new business isn't making money. And that was like, I was like, okay. Cool. Got it. And that. Were and you then, asking like, him for money or asking him to move close to you? Not move close, but just like if they'd want to be involved, like just trying to but gauge any level of involvement. How much, how much they were going to support you in this decision and in this new chapter in your yeah, life. Just, and just if like they felt like supportive of that decision and it just became a conversation about my dad's right. business what, which and, which was very clear he was giving you an answer which was no oh, you can't one, count you can't 100 realize and then like in subsequent conversations with them they never asked like oh have you made a decision are you still considering it like it never came up again it's just like 
that was the thing. And that's like part of what's given me so much hesitation is like, I don't expect it to be a positive reaction. Right. Got it. Would you call them and tell them if you were moving? I did that last time. And my dad suggested I break up with my now husband instead mm -hmm. of moving with him. <laughs> Got it. But okay. I, no, but well, my point was maybe you could, <laughs> you could treat it like you would any big life change that you would tell him just so he knows you're keeping him abreast, mm -hmm. you know? Right. And last time the reaction to that was so bad that okay. like, I don't know that I do. All right. Let me jump in. Let me jump in. I see. So should you even tell him? Okay. You have, you, you, <laughs> you should tell him in my opinion, you definitely should tell him because he will find out. Can't she just send him a picture of herself with a stomach? Sure. Any way you want to do it is fine. You have to tell him because he's going to find out and then that's going to create drama. What's the point of drama? Uh, unless you want drama because I know I get that you resent your dad. Why would you not resent your dad? He's done many, many things that have made him a re resentment uh, fodder, right? I mean, it sounds like he kind of, sorry, sucks. And, uh, and, and Deb, we know Deb sucks. So it's like, you, I think you tell him. I think you accept, like, you know, just like losing a parent young isn't fair, having a shitty, uh, a dad whose reaction to that death is, uh, uh, that's awful and turns his personality into something curdled that you can't recognize, that's also unfair, but it is what you, the, the situation that you have. A dad that could have, could help you, but has made it clear he won't probably be helping you, that's the situation you have. And he's got a, a little woman in his ear, A tiny you know, little Deb. Telling him to little not, Debbie. you know, sometimes you can tell things are charged because the right. people are like, you know, operating almost as a couple, not as one person. Right. You know? So when you're oh, talking yeah, to him, so you're talking to Deb. So this is what you've got. These are the, these are the facts that you have. You have a dad who isn't, um, stepping to the plate as a father to you and a theoretical grandfather to your child in the way that you would like. You've got a relationship with your dad that is anything but what you would want. You've got a dad who said, I probably won't financially or emotionally support you. Uh, but it, but you still want to maintain contact with him because you haven't cut off all ties to him, right? If you're going to maintain contact with him and not say, you know what, I'm done. I'm, I'm doing a firm boundary where I'm not going to just, I'm just, he's out of my life then I think my opinion would be you tell him and you tell him in and you don't tell him with any expectations. You just send him a message, send him an email or a picture. I am, I'm pregnant. We're very excited. And it, and all this stuff Not about like, I don't, I don't expect you to help me. Right. Like don't nothing extra. All this stuff about like anticipating his reaction or even like going into uh, so, again, so easy for me to say because his reaction doesn't affect me emotionally in any way. But, but from the outside, this whole th like, um, uh, this whole focus on what his re his reaction will be, it's like you keep going to the uh, to the well that was dry a long time ago and expecting to pull up a bucket of mm -hmm. water. There's no water there, and so you keep going. I would I'm going to go to the well, but I don't know why I'm going to the well because there's no water there. There's no water there. So don't try, don't go to the well expecting to get a bucket of water and then become disappointed when you're still thirsty at the end of it. Go to a different well if you want. To have your emotional needs, uh, what, you like my analogy or is it stupid? No, I just thought of a really funny manipulation. What is if it? She wants him to help. What's that? She should name the kid after him. <laughs> <laughs> We're Jewish, so we don't do that. We don't name after living people. That is very funny. But you know what I was realizing too? I like your well analogy motion. I think it's helpful. But another thing I will say, I don't know how open you are to him being a part of it, but you just never know. You never know. Who is going to be the good grandparent? Because we had four of them, and definitely the people that we thought would be the very worst were the very best. Well, that's why I started this. So it's just, yeah. That's why I started this conversation by asking. Asking you if you think you want 
your your father to have a relationship with your with your child and if you think your child would benefit from that relationship because the truth is based on our experience and this is very anecdotal you truly cannot tell when a deadbeat will turn into a good grandparent i mean natasha's dad yeah, and, and also he's emotionally stunted, but that didn't mean that it took away from my child being held by her grandpa and it made everyone laugh and he would sing her a song and she would gurgle and she always remembers it. And, you know, he doesn't, I don't think that you're, you don't need to have like every grandparent, every caretaker in your life needs to be completely evolved spiritually. You know, like people, as long as you feel like they're safe, your kid's going to be physically right. safe. You so, know, I, I, I think family's good because it's a feeling yeah natasha's dad was absent is it okay for me to say that sure you mean my childhood her whole childhood he was just not around he was just not good at being a father and for some weird reason when we had our child little adolf uh he was just there all the time he would fly he'd fly in he would have to take like um two planes from florida because he can't shit on a plane yeah so he would do a layover he's like an old italian man he would do a layover in chicago so he could shit i mean he was like very dedicated he was dedicated and he was coming here even though he hated flying he was getting old he couldn't walk he had gout you know he was a good grandparent for the time that he was in our child's life and she has fond memories of him so now i want to just say the reason I asked you, do you think your child benefit? It is an, a legitimate reaction to the circumstances you found yourself in to say, I don't want this man in my life in a significant way. I'm not saying you should have this guy in your life or not. That's really a personal decision. But if you, if you think it would be nice to have him in my child's life and I think he could benefit from it, it's possible that Ben, oh Ben, will surprise you in the way he's able to step to the plate. And in a way that might even make you sad and resentful because you might be like, where were you when I needed you? But it is possible that Ben will step to the plate as a grandparent in ways you couldn't anticipate. And, and all you can do is give him the information. Exactly. You just present him with, if you've decided you want him in your life. If you say, no, this person doesn't belong in my life. He doesn't deserve this relationship. That's something different. You that, know? And I think Moshe brings up a good point. That's a lot of drama to deal with. Yeah. And if you're up for it and you want to cut him out and you want to like do it, then do it. But like, that's a lot. And I, I would only consider that if the person were mentally unstable or really, you know, uh, getting in your head my, or something. My thing would be, if I had decided, if I was you in your shoes and I decided, I, I love my dad, but he's just toxic and I don't I don't really want to foster this relationship with him and my child uh, I would say that just letting him know knowing that you're a strong woman and that in the future you'll be able to set whatever boundaries you need to set in terms of how often your uh, dad can see your kid I'd send an email an uncharged email un- without any emotional expectations hey just wanted to let you and Deb know we're pregnant we're very excited that's it oh and- how are you going to pay for that we're very excited you just kind of stay on that realm I have a question about that because that's like also with like the capacity that they have for drama and the like the little circle that they live in where they talk to each other and get each other wound up I Mm -hmm. think um that I worry that if I like that however I tell them will also be judged who cares who cares yeah like what can you say all you're saying is we're happy and I wanted you to know why does it of course you don't have to say like as their grandparent and step-grandparent or you know like 
you just I wouldn't even say step grandparents grandparent like that. Well, well, who cares if they decide to? Who be cares if less they d- is more? Who cares if they judge you? What does that have to do with you? They one judge sent- you. You're allowed one sentence. No, but really, and what- then at the end say we're very happy. Play it out for me. What is the negative consequences of their little hen circle creating drama and their reaction to you telling them? The, the negative consequence is that well, it just like gives I think more Debbie than my dad. Um, like cannon fodder to be like oh like she didn't even want to call who cares oh i see what you're saying like you should if she if he sends an email however you do it's going to be wrong who cares you're not yeah who cares kind of how i feel however i do it is going to be wrong whenever i did it was going to be wrong isn't that great isn't that great news however you do (laughs) however you do it's going to be wrong so however you do it is going to be as right as any other way you don't have to have the pressure of doing it perfectly because no matter what you do deb is going to be like well that wasn't the way i would have done who fucking cares i mean again and then she calls him on his birthday or the next time they talk exactly and then he says oh you that's how you tell me i mean and then she said oh i didn't know how to say it but i just wanted you to know i had an idea of how to tell yeah tell us what is it so my idea was um, a week from today, I have my 20 week scan and like assuming everything looked good. Um, the last time I had one, they like sent me to my phone, like pictures and video from it. And I was just like, gonna, I was gonna like call my dad and be like, Hey, I'm going to send you something and like send it to him and then be like, we're pregnant. I mean, <laughs> and listen. then I expect him only to be like, that's great, Jen. And then to hang up. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, th- this is the beauty this is the difficult and tragic beauty of having your expectations set appropriately. You do not expect, this is the well, back to my well analogy, which I feel like was really uh, brushed right over and it was like brilliant and genius. Uh, this is the, you know what to expect at the well, you know what you're going to get. And so however you choose to do it is going to be right. And if he, and, and, and going into it, knowing that the possibilities of you getting a rude or disinterested or emotional, you've decided that you want to tell him, obviously. And you don't want to keep this a secret. And I think that's the right decision because that just seems like so much work. What about her calling him first? Uh, My point here is any way you do it is not going to work. And so it does not matter how you do it. And so I would just say, how would I do it if my dad was a normal human being? And then just do it that way. And then when he doesn't react like a normal human being, that's not your business. It's... Listen, it's going to hurt. It's definitely going to hurt. It's going to piss you off. It's going to bring up old wounds, all that stuff. But it's not your business. You can't you you can't uh, negotiate with somebody that doesn't um, uh, share the same rules of life as you. The only appropriate response to we're pregnant is, oh, my God, honey, I'm so happy. Congratulations. Anything else isn't normal anyway. So it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter what it is. You go in there, you go, okay, I'm going to get a, who cares what my reaction is? You let go. It's all like old John Rose used to say, my old AA sponsor, I've said it 5,000 times. You show up, do what's in front of you, let go of the results and pay attention. That's all you have to do here. That's your whole job. And definitely letting go a little bit of, of the outcome. For you, sure. you have that let go of the results. You just let go of the results because you cannot control the results. You have a, it sounds like, I'm sorry, a not a very good dad. And that sucks. And that is the set of cards that you've been dealt. And they're harsh cards. But but guess what? You don't need to pay that trauma forward to your kid. You've learned all these great lessons that you can give your own kid, you know, and, and you can you can stop that cycle. And that's a pretty good thing. Yeah, I think that all makes sense and was generally the direction I'm le- leaning. It's like sometimes hard just like not to let hopefulness creep in when you're like, I know it's not like it's probably not going to be good. Of but, course. Which I think is part of like 
a self-preservation mechanism to be like, well, if I don't say anything, then it can't be bad. Can you leave 10% of the pie open for hope- hopefulness? 5%? 1%? Like 3%? Like 3%? We can do three. You really are Jewish. You really are Jewish. That's great. Yeah. Three, we'll do 3%. We can agree on 3%. I mean, I think that's right. When you are out of hope, the only possible uh, out, the only possible outcome is to be pleasantly surprised. Uh, you know, like you're either going to have your, when you're totally out of hope for somebody, they'll either continue to do what you already know they're going to do, or you'll be pleasantly surprised. And that's about 3%. Or the universe will like, you know, do away with one of them and you won't have to deal with them anymore. Oh, Deb. Let's hope Deb goes first. That's what we, I think we can all agree on that. All right. Well, good luck, honey. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Glad you got to talk that out. Before you go, I have one last thought. Okay. The beautiful thing about starting your own family, I think about this all the time. It's like a, it's like a, I know family tree is what people use, but it's like, Mm -hmm. it's more like a fungal, uh, like a mycelium branch because it's all of a sudden you've, it's not like you break the branch to the rest of your family, but you, you start a whole new, uh, like line of your own little unit and your financial situation, all that stuff, that stuff's real and it's hard, but it's not, it's not as significant as the strength of this new branch on this new. Uh, this new line that you're creating you're creating your own little family where you can find joy and you can find emotional uh, um, fulfillment and you can give that emotional fulfillment and you can be the thing that you're not getting like that's the beauty of starting your own family and I like wish you tons of luck in starting something that is like positive and beautiful and fulfilling for you thank you so much should be exciting yes (laughs) almost as exciting as Analingus. Mazel tov, honey. Yeah, mazel tov. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, um, hopefully that helped. Analingus. Why can't you say that? Well, I listen, my joke I thought was funny was that an author's pen name would be funny if it was Analingus. Right. Uh, Analingus. It sounds pretty, but that's not the name of, of the act. <laughs> okay. You're right about that. I'll give you that. Um, speaking of the act, I want to go do it to you right now. Uh, so why don't we end this episode? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. I love you. I love you too. 